Good morning. Good to see each one of you here. Remind you, of course, to take time to fill out the attendance pads and pass them back and forth. So if, if you're visiting with us, if you'll give us some information, we'll give you more information about the church. A couple announcements real quick. We have um, Sunday nights begin with the children tonight. If you're potty trained preschooler through fifth grade, join the choir, mission kids, and Bible study beginning at 5.30 to 7. Uh, they're going to kick off with a bang as they prepare for the children's Sabbath service, which will be Sunday, uh, September the 29th this year. Um, Miss Cindy Davis will be leading the children in music. Miss Katie will lead the mission kids in Bible study. And they said, please, we want to see your smiling faces tonight here in the sanctuary. So that's where you need to bring them, here in the sanctuary. And if, and if you know of some children that are usually here or... Or, or you want to invite some, now's a good time to invite them and get them an introduction into the children's ministries here at Memorial Church. Also want to let you know that the, the we have one adult Bible study that is scheduled to begin the first Sunday after Labor Day. But tonight, in the social hall at 5.30, there will be an introductory um, overview of the materials and questions and things like that. Uh, if, you want, if you want to be part of this, it's uh, The Return of the Prodigal Son, A Story of a Homecoming by Nguyen. It's going to be led by Mike Smith. And I've read the book, and it is a, gr a good, wonderful book. And I think if you've ever had a prodigal or if you've been a prodigal or if you think you know of a prodigal, this would might be a good study uh, to come and be part of. But I'm sure you can learn many life lessons, whether you fall in that category or not. But anyway, Mike Smith will have an introductory meeting about that tonight at 5.30 in the social hall. And then at the actual first meeting will be the first Sunday after Labor Day, okay? All right, the other thing I wanted to let you know is that we are now in our process of trying to find leaders and committee members for all our committees and, and um, uh, boards and agencies and officers in the church and it's really been uh, we really have a lot of openings that we need to fill in crucial positions let's give you a couple of examples we need someone who can coordinate the 9 a.m worship we are we have at least five openings on the education committee and team uh, we're we're looking for a trustee we're looking for uh, people in lots of different areas uh, I have sent uh, out a thing to the people who are on the nominations committee. Our first nominations committee meeting is coming up in a week or so. And we just pray that some of you will consider, especially if you've never served, if you consider uh, serving in some capacity at the church, church level. We, we really in uh, need of people willing to serve. And then uh, David Owens, is David. David, I, would, I announced this at 9 o'clock service, and afterwards somebody came up and says, they didn't want everybody to know this. <laughs> and I said, well, David Owens is the one who told me to announce it. So, so David, somebody's, you may be in hot water with somebody, I don't know. I said, they need to talk to David. Then. But anyway, Brett Claycamp is coming in. He's our wounded warrior. You know, he was wounded in Afghanistan. He's been recovering for a long, long time. And, up in Washington, Walter Reed, and different places, and, and up there and through that system. And um, he will be coming home tomorrow through the Greenville Airport, 
and his first request was to go to the clock restaurant and have a meal. And anyway, there's a whole lot of people are going to be uh, welcoming him there and along the streets and up to there. And if you want to be part of that, you, it's uh, tomorrow evening. Um, I'm sure David can give you more details. I know it's short notice. Not everyone will be able to be there to do that. But he will be in church, I believe, next Sunday. And we will recognize him at that point in time. We're very proud of him. He's, he's recovered pretty well, still has some issues. All right. Okay. That's all. Let's begin our worship together. pray together. Almighty God, make us loyal followers of our living Lord, that we may always hear his word, follow his teachings, and live in his spirit, and hasten the day when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. To your eternal glory. Amen.
let us affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. be seated. Let our children come forward at this time. Thank you for being here. I am so glad to see each of you. Today, I'd like to talk with you for a few minutes about one word. Now, some of you are old enough to be in school, but I'm going to tell you what it is in case you don't know. This is the word I'd like to share with you today. What is it? Light. Would you, for a moment, just look around our church, our sanctuary, and just see if you can see some light and just speak up and tell me what it is. What do you see? You see any lights? Look behind you, look up here, look down. Do you see light? Yes, where do you see it? In the candles, on the altar. Those are very special lights. Any place else? Where? Oh, by the windows. You're talking about the ones on the wall? Aren't those beautiful too? Any place else? Where, God? On the roof, the ceiling, absolutely. Now, you know, if it were dark in here, if it were nighttime, we wouldn't have all this beauty that we can see. Can you look at the windows? There's something outside that we haven't seen a whole lot of lately. What is it? The sunshine. And our windows are so much more beautiful when the sun comes through them. And then I want to tell you about a light that you may not know about. Behind our stained glass window, there is a light that doesn't burn all the time. But there are people who are sure that when we come to worship, that that light is on. You don't see it as a light that burns. You just see the glow that comes through our window 
and we get to see the beautiful um, colors in our window. And not only that, we have the lights that shine down so that our choir can see, so that our organist can see, and so that we can see the beautiful flowers. So we're gonna talk about different kinds of light. Now some of you have already started school. And at school you get, we're gonna call them teaching books, books that teach you to read, to do math, about science, how to spell. But I want to share with you a book that is the best book ever. This is the book that is the church's teaching book. It is the Bible. And there are some things in this book that we are taught about light. And I want to share with you. First, we are told that God, God himself, is light. We know that there was a light in the sky, which was a star that led the shepherds to the place where Jesus was born. That was a wonderful light for all of us. And then we're told that there was a man that came before Jesus, and his name was John. And the people listened to John, and they thought, John is the one that God has sent. And so they said, are you the one? And John said, no, I am not he. The one who is coming behind me is the light that will teach us all about the true light. His name is Jesus. I think that God wants all of us to share in his light. I think God wants us to have that light and he wants us to share it with all the people of the world. There's so many people who are sad, who are hurting. There are people that need you at Sunday school, just people you see every day at school who might need a smile, which would come from your face and that would be a light for them. God wants us to share his light so that other people will know about that light. Now today, I have gotten a little gift for you. I have it back at my seat, and I'd like to wait and give it to you after the church service. So I will be back there at the door with a little gift for each of you to remind you of the light that we have talked about today. I'm not going to give it to you now because it might disrupt the service. <laughs> it might upset Pastor Joseph, okay? All right, now would you bow your heads and let's pray together. Would you pray after me? Dear God, we thank you for all kinds of light. Thank you for the light of Jesus. Help us to share your light with others. Amen. Thank you so much.
Good morning. Harriet, uh, wisdom comes with age, does it not? Yes, it does. <laughs> Our first reading this morning is from Psalm 71, verses 1 through 6. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Rescue me and deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of evil and cruel men. For you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will I ever praise you. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Can do all things. 
before we begin our prayer, I would like for you to remember in your prayers this week, um, Marion Beach and her family, whose mother passed away this past, since we met, and Tommy Simmons and his family, whose mother also passed away uh, since we met last week. Please remember them in your prayers. Let us pray. O oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Everlasting God, you have been our refuge, our strength, our fortress from generation to generation. And we pray this day that you would hear us as we sing our glory to you, as we offer our prayers and our petitions, our thanksgiving. As we come and offer our confessions, O oh Lord, we confess this day that you have come among us uh, to share with us the keys to life, and yet we ignore your admonitions and your precepts. We know that uh, we will have to experience those valleys and mountaintops in our life, and yet uh, we seem to be upset when we enter a valley. We know that you dwell with us, with us, but then we act as if we're all alone. Oh Lord, please forgive us this day. Form us anew in your will. Make us to be your own again. Let your Holy Spirit give us the strength and the knowledge to fulfill the task that you call us to. Help us to know that your intention for the world is good and your intention for us is not to suffer. And yet we know that you're in solidarity with us when we do suffer. And so we hold before you, O oh God, those who are afflicted by conditions which cripple the body or torment the mind or assault the spirit. And so in the same compassion that you've reached out to us, reach out to them and grant them your healing. Whatever your good and perfect will is, help us to accept it. And we pray this day for all those who've listed on our prayer list. We pray for those that we've named and those that we name in our hearts now. We know, O oh Lord, that you are our trust and our hope. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, who taught us when we were together to pray these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward at this time.
Please be seated. The lesson today comes from the book of Jeremiah. And we have described for us the call of Jeremiah. Give attention to chapter 1, verse 4. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. And then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. And so today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we're thankful for many things this day. We're especially thankful, Lord, you give us such a beautiful, cool, crisp, sunshiny day to come and be here and worship in your house. We thank you for your words of Scripture. Help us to see and understand that we've all been given gifts and we all receive a call uh, to do things to improve and build up the kingdom of heaven on earth. Help us to make good choices and to take responsibility as disciples of Christ. We pray in your name. Amen. You know, lots of times people will ask me, and they ask me this a lot about, what's my gift? What's my grace? What is it God gave me? And the thing is, is that there's one certain thing each of you have, and that is that God is with you, that God is present to you, that God has known you from the moment you were conceived and known you when you were in the womb and have known you ever since. And the Lord has decided to show his favor upon you and to love you and to care for you and to guide you. And, and some response to this compassion is required. And some people, though, want to throw up an excuse. What's, you know, I don't know, Lord, you asked me to do this, you asked me to do that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I have the right education or if I can speak well or if, if I have the right kind of shoes or whatever it might be, there's always an excuse. But the thing is that the Lord wants you to hear over and over and over these comforting words, just like he told to Jeremiah. And Jeremiah's first response, of course, was doubt. Who would listen to him? He was a, a young man when he got this call. Uh, but the Lord wanted Jeremiah to know, wants you to know today that the Lord is with you. That whatever God's calling you to, to do, whether it's in your personal life or business or, or in the school or wherever or in the church, that the Lord's with you. That you don't need to be afraid. That you just need to respond in some way to the Lord's uh, leanings, the Lord's leadings, uh, and, uh, and the Spirit will guide you and be with you. As we work together, though, to come up with people to fill our officers and our committees and to make sure that Memorial continues to have strong lay leadership, 
It's amazing to me how many excuses those people give you when you ask them to do things. You know, they say things like, I can't teach a class. Are you kidding me? I, I, I do well if I can even be in a Sunday school class. Goodness, I don't know how to lead a Bible study and sing in the choir. Oh, my Lord, that's out of the question. Work in missions, work with the youth, work in the nursery. Well, now, Lord, you know I can't participate in these things. You know, Lord, better than anyone else that I have a bad back, bum knees, bursitis, varicose veins, arthritis, a stiff neck, fallen arches, a big corn on my toe, and I don't have the right shoes. And what's that you say, Lord? Something about walking around the mall, the big game, golf course. The Lord will not take no for an answer, you see. This is the thing, is that these excuses are really pathetic in the face of the Lord saying to you, before you were even born, I set you apart for work in my kingdom. So you can't give God any excuses, and you need to throw away your doubts about whatever it is that God is calling you to do. And the, and, and the thing to remember is that we are all, in a sense, prophets of God. Now, you, you know, they, Jeremiah was told he's to be a prophet. Well, if you, if you think about what is a prophet, it's really just a person authorized to speak for another. And so in that sense, we're all prophets. We've all been called by God. We've all been set apart for service by God. We've all been called to speak on God's behalf. But it's important in this day and age more than ever for us to understand that when we speak on behalf of God, that we speak about building up and encouraging, not tearing down. Lord wants encouragers. The Lord wants people who will build up the kingdom of heaven people who will build up his church, people who will extend his compassion and his forgiveness, his love to everybody, each one. And, and, and you must realize that God will give you the words to speak. God will tell you what you need to do and say. Don't be fearful about your role. Do not be afraid. If there's one thing that continuously is said over and over in the Holy Scriptures, it is this concept that the Lord is with you and you should not be afraid. And so I, th I think that we just need to be reminded that ever so often. God is with us. God's Spirit is there to guide us, to direct us, to walk with us. But like I said last week, uh, we have this free will. And, and, in, and so we have to make a response. We, ha we have to respond to God's uh, leading, what God is asking us to do on behalf of of his kingdom. I love movies. I, I'm a movie buff. I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll admit to it. I love to go to movies. I love to rent movies. I love to watch movies. And I, I don't care if I've seen that movie 10 or 15 times. It doesn't matter. If I flip across the channel, and, now, and I'm also a multitasker, okay? I'm a person who would be reading, say, uh, some reading material at the same time that there's a movie going on. Any of you like that? Okay. And, where, and whereas I've been accused of there's no way you know what you're reading or what's going on in the movie, you just test me on that. Okay. <laughs> Pastor Brenda's tried that a few times and I'll spout off stuff and she's like, or I'll pick right up in the conversation in the movie and repeat to her. I'll say, and he's getting ready to say this. Uh, I, I love them. 
and there's a lot of stories and I believe uh, good um, um, examples of life and stuff that can be found in movies and even television shows. Uh, yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, I was home at lunch, and I and you know what comes on at lunch right after the news on Channel Four. Does anybody know? Anybody? That's right, Andy Griffith, Mayberry. Okay, and you know what? I was getting ready to turn it to a news channel and catch up on the national news when the show came on, and this first scene was they were all in a church singing. They were singing a hymn. And the story that went on, you know, about the, the organ. Was anybody see this episode? The organ had been messed up or something in the middle of the hymn, so they had to get a new organ, blah, blah, blah. It was a very, I kept thinking to myself, am I seeing this on national television? Again, I, here is a story about a church going through and needing the organ. Now, this just blows blow my mind. But the thing is, we can learn a lot of things. There was a whole lot of, of information in that 30-minute show that could be lifted up to anyone who would watch it. You know, a few years ago, there was a movie that was about a couple of orphan boys who had a band. The name of the band was the Blues Brothers. Anybody remember this? I know I'm really dating myself with this one. But in the movie, they were presented with this dilemma that if they didn't come up with a certain amount of money in a short period of time, the orphanage which they had benefited from would close. So everywhere they went, they would tell people, we're on a mission from God. Y'all remember that? Now, right after that movie came out, that, was, that became a pop culture slang phrase, believe it or not, in our country. Everywhere you go, people would say, we're on a mission from God. I don't care what they were doing, you know, pumping gas. We're on a mission from God. And everybody would laugh. Okay? The thing is, is that even though it was a funny slang phrase back then, the reality is we are all on a mission from God. Every one of us. Every last one of us, whether we realize it or not, are on a mission from God. Some of us get it pretty quick, and they follow whatever it is that the Lord tells them to do, and they do it very well. Others take a little bit longer. I was one of those people who took a little bit longer. You know, I have been in the real world. I have lived where you live. I have sit in the pews. I have been on the committees. I've worked. I've had bosses that didn't appreciate me. I've had family issues, okay? I understand what it means to raise kids out in the world today. I had to do all that. When I was 39, I felt the call and responded. I like to tell people I went middle-aged crazy. Instead of a nice young wife in a convertible, I got a church. I think it was a pretty good deal. But the thing is, is that every one of us gets a call. Sometimes we respond, sometimes we don't. We all get a call to do something to build up the kingdom. And it's important for us to listen and hear what God's saying to us. If you think about Jeremiah again for a moment... Jeremiah had to hear first God's call before he could respond. Part of what you do in worship, whether you realize it or not, is to listen. And if you listen carefully through the prayers, the hymns, to the scriptures, to the sermons, and other people, you will see and hear God's leading and what God is asking you to do, what comes upon your heart, what becomes maybe a burden on your heart. What becomes something, you know, I just got to do this. 
Sometimes it's something very simple like just showing grace and compassion to someone who maybe you didn't really feel like showing grace and compassion to. Sometimes it's a whole lot harder. But God is with you. God has created you, formed you, redeemed you. And you're called to choose and respond. Some response is necessary. You can't escape God's call in life. And God calls us constantly to do and to say and to be the things that God wants us to be. Jeremiah did not reject his call. And because he responded, he fulfilled God's plan for his life. And it's a powerful example of someone who yields their will to God's will. Through the years, I have met many people. I have met many people from all walks of life. Remember, I used to be in charge of a giant retail store about like a Walmart. Trust me, I met every type of person from every walk in life. Later, I was head of church. I've met people from every walk of life as congregants. Many people come to my mind as I look back and see their hand, their example, their, their willingness to respond to God, and also the opposite, the ones who weren't willing, the ones who didn't respond, and how their lives turned out. But I was at a, one of the things that came to my mind, and I, I wanted to share with you before I finish, that I was at, at a gathering of people. And, at, and I can't really remember too much about the details of the meeting, but I remember vividly this fellow who was old, older than dirt at the time. I'm sure he's passed away now. And he had just experienced we've come to find out that his daughter had committed suicide. And he had come down with a severe case of phlebitis in his legs and had almost died. Now this fella had every reason, if you, if you think about it, to be bitter, to curse God. Uh, he could have left the church. He could have withdrawn into himself. Uh, it would have been easy for him to uh, listen to the lies of the evil one that says stay down in that gutter when you fall and fail. Instead of listening to God who's a God of new possibilities and transformations, a God who sees what we can become, not what we, our shortcomings. It would have been easy for him. been easy. But instead, what this guy did is he, and he, it was a struggle for him to get up. I mean, he, his legs were, were, were bandaged and everything, and he, he could barely stand up. But he stood up, and when he stood up, everybody kind of got quiet and were like, okay, what does this fellow want? Why is he standing up? What's he going to say? And you know what the words that came out of his mouth? He, and he was holding... This is why it's so powerful image in my mind. He was holding a picture of his daughter who had committed suicide. And he, held, and he had an old Bible. And what came out of his mouth was these words. Before I formed you in the womb, 
I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And then he proceeded to tell us his story and to pray with us. Now, the thing is, is that God spoke to him somewhere along the way. And he felt that to respond to God, he needed to witness to his faith in the midst of the worst possible situation that he had confronted in his long life. The unfortunate suicide of his daughter and now these medical issues. God had told him simply this. Do not be afraid. I am with you. I have put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to encourage these people to stand before them and witness to your faith. I'll never forget this fellow in that particular moment. Friends, it's important for us to hear the gospel and how it relates to our life. It's important for us to respond to it. It's important for us to remember our Lord. To remember that when Jesus was spat upon and beaten and taken to the cross, he uttered no harsh words. When he suffered, he did not threaten retaliation. He humbled himself and carried obedience to God's will for his life to the point of death. As the scripture says, even death on a cross. In other words, the most terrible, despicable way to die. And because of that, God has highly exalted him and given him to us as a touchstone, as an example, as a guiding force and principle in our life so that we can get through each and every day knowing that God, how could any problem we have ever surmount this fact? God knew us when we were in the womb. God set us apart for service even then. And God is still with us even today. Amen.
Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord turn and shine His face and smile at you this day. May the Lord give you His peace.